The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello, today on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking about our predictions of email marketing as we go into 2023. Can you believe it? That's right, we're putting our Nostradamus hat on. So as we go into 2023, we want to keep these conversations going and find out if our predictions come out to be true. So we'd like to chat to you inside of our free Facebook group. It's called the Email Marketing Show Community. It's totally free to join. That's why I said free group. All you have to do is head over to Facebook and search for the Email Marketing Show Community. There are thousands of other business owners in there and we all sit and chat about email marketing, other related paraphernalia and malarkey every single day. So if you want to come and hang out, just search for the email marketing show community request to join we'll get you approved and we'll see you in there he gambled 20 dollars of my money in las vegas and we won it back it's comedy hypnotist robert temple and he's wearing mont blanc explorer aftershave which i think he got scammed into buying in las vegas it's psychological mind reader kennedy well there you go is this the one? Is this the one you bought in Las Vegas? It's actually not. It's the it's the one oh. I've been wearing before we went to Las Vegas. But uh, a very uh, attractive young lady did approach me and and flog me a bunch of uh, a, well a, a bottle of aftershave. But uh, yeah, can, can just we just thought, talk about that for a second? Because yeah. like a day later or two days after you bought the aftershave, which was was well actually cheaper than it would have been if you bought it in the UK. So that yeah. was a win. Yeah. Uh, we walked back past and you went, I've already bought one. And she went, Oh yes, I remember. And she tried to sell you another one. Can we just talk about I that? I just loved. I loved that she wasn't taken I've already bought it for an answer so uh, we were in Las Vegas a little while ago by the way happy new year everybody happy new year 2023 all that sort of good stuff lovely um we we went on Las Vegas back in November November speaking yeah. at a marketing conference and uh, yeah we thought well we're in Las Vegas let's go all guns out because we've already spent a damn fortune getting there and doing all the things um nine dollars for a coca-cola by the way and it's just a squirty like cup of it not like a fancy bottle of it neither anyway and we thought well we're sat at this bar let's go and uh, have a go on the machine so we took twenty dollars of my cash because Rob did the old classic trick that I thought only girlfriends played which is I've left me purse at home is what he said. I've got no cash. So we put 20 quid in, didn't we? Well, 20 bucks. Yep. Now, we used one of those little table bar top machine things, and somehow we played blackjack, and somehow we won the $20 back. And for us, it's funny, isn't it, how Vegas has trained you to think that if you come out, if you come out with zero profit and uh, you've actually spent money on drinks, obviously, while you were there, so that you are technically a bit of a loss, and you come out at break-even, that's a win. We were, I mean, we were over the moon to come back out with your $20, weren't we? Uh, we were over the moon, but we'd had spent $18 on Coca-Cola. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but we had the fun, all the fun of the fair by, uh, by playing Blackjack on this machine. We did. Hello, we're a stage hypnotist and a psychological mind reader turned to email marketing geeks who give course creators, coaches, and membership site owners everything you need to use psychology-driven email marketing to be the email marketing hero of your business. That means you make more sales more predictably in less time with a brand new episode every email marketing Wednesday. Actually, as you're listening to this, whether it is email marketing Wednesday right now as you're listening or not, snap a little photograph, a selfie of your beautiful face, 
space and stick it onto social media. Tag us at Rob and Kennedy. We'd love to know what episodes you are listening to, and then we'll share it with our audience as well. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. We do a brand new episode of this, and we drop it into the podcast players every email marketing Wednesday. So if you hit subscribe, it means that we know you're listening. And, well, I don't know who you are, actually. I wish we did. I wish we got, like, a list of people saying, hey, is John's there and Mary's there? Anyway, we don't. But it does mean an episode downloads to your podcast player automatically. You don't even have to remember to tune into the show. We'll pop up there for you. So, uh, it's 2023. What the hell's going to be happening in the world of email marketing? And we've got some predictions. We've been, obviously, we, we, we think and we dream and we, we, we talk about email marketing all of the time. What is coming round the corner? Now, the very first thing I think we're going to definitely see coming up in 2023 is that having a direct line to your customers is going to become more important than ever in 2023 because basically the social media algorithms are going to have to. They're going to have to, I think. Like, they've got no choice but to continue to throttle the reach that that organic posts are getting in favor of giving more space, giving more real estate to advertising. At the minute, the only thing that's happening is advertising costs are going up. That's definitely happening. If you're doing any kind of advertising on any platform, the costs don't come down. They only ever go up. So if you're running Facebook ads or you're running whatever ads, TikTok ads, whatever, um, then you'll notice the costs are going up because they have reached... They've, they've, they've topped out at the amount of space, at the amount of inventory that they've got to display your ads to. And the thing is, with things like Facebook, they're seeing a continued decline in usership as people move off platform and go on other things, which means they've actually, they're getting less real estate to show those ads to, which means in the in the newsfeed where, do you remember back in the day, it was maybe one in every 10 posts was an ad. You'd go through your feed and it'd be like all your mates and that person you once met in the queue at the bus stop. And that, you know, all these people used to add randomly on Facebook. And then eventually, 10 posts later, you'd see an ad. And it was from some, like, you know, Comcast or some massive company because nobody knew, really knew how ads worked back then. And it was all kind of witchcraft. Now, how many posts is it? It's, is, is it one in every four posts, one in every three posts, one in every five posts? It's, they can't really do much more, right? So they're going to have to start squeezing down and squeezing in more places to put advertising because that's how they make their money, which means organic posting i saw some crazy stats the other day i can't remember off the top of my head but the um, the return on investment um for uh for reach of, of organic social is so pitifully low it is it's painful like i was like i didn't realize it was that i knew it was bad like i knew it was tough and i knew in gen and i know in general like you have to do what you have to do and you have to put good stuff out and you and you can go viral and you can do all this really good stuff but compared to um, then, then the stats on on paid social media was a little bit higher. It was one point five dollar return. I remember that bit. One point five dollar return for every dollar put in on average. But then for email marketing, it was something like eighty or ninety dollars. It was super, super high, and that's just showing you that the the squeeze on social media to display ads is is real. So having this direct line where you can actually talk to your customers through a channel that you own, through email that lands on their phones, is going to be more important than ever. I think socials become an unpredictably unscalable 
business, if you like. I don't know. And maybe it's a maybe it's a victim of the fact that when Zuckerberg started Facebook and when all the other platforms started, I think um, they are. If you believe the hype and if you believe the story, they didn't really they didn't really know it was going to blow up in the way that it did. I'm not sure that anyone ever really predicted Facebook was going to become what it was. Again, if you believe the story, it was kind of a victim of this runaway success that happened really quickly. I don't think when they started advertising, I don't think they could have possibly seen that things would have gone the way they would, that demand would have been as high as it is, and that would have caused such a problem. So I can kind of see how this came about. But unfortunately, we're now in this place. Now, the interesting thing about this is email just doesn't have any of these problems. There's no scalability problem with email because every single person that you're subscribed to, every single person whose list you are on, or every single person who is on your list, it's a very one-way conversation. You've got as much space in their inbox as they're willing to give you. At any point, they can choose to unsubscribe, and that's fine. But it means that it's a very, very simple back and forth conversation. It's a really interesting situation. I think another thing with all of this is that tech, another prediction we've got for this year is that tech in emails is going to allow us to start to put more and more interactive things into emails. That that kind of cool technology of being able to put stuff into emails is going to become more and more accessible, especially with the continued evolution of things like AMP for email, which is this ability to put stuff like surveys and videos into your emails. I think more and more stuff is going to happen. Now that's going to do two things. First of all, it's going to start to attract more people back into the world of doing email marketing because everyone has shiny object syndrome and the truth is email hasn't evolved very much from a tech perspective for a very long time not much has changed in terms of what's possible Mm -hmm. sure each individual platform has its own nifty things that you can do inside but inside the the, you know automation builders and stuff but like not much has changed you suddenly can't send an email and have it make you a cup of tea at the same time or whatever not much has happened The downside of all of this, of course, is I'm not completely convinced that this uh, advancement in tech is going to be a phenomenal idea. Um, I think we will probably stick to our guns and say that email has one job, and that is to get people to have a deepened relationship with you, click on links in your emails, and get as far as a page where they can then register for something, buy something, take the next action, or do something else. I'm not totally convinced that actually the ability to start putting more and more stuff into the emails is going to enhance our ability as effectively direct response email marketers to actually make more sales. I think it might form a distraction both for us and for our subscribers. It is going to become a thing. It is going to become a thing that we're going to find more and more we can do with. But whether we should be doing those things, that's a really different question. I think, uh, talk about things you should or shouldn't do, one of the things I think is definitely going to happen is as the AI artificial intelligence writing tools uh, become more smart, and become more um, more more adopted. Really, you've got so many different tools. We did an episode a little while ago about us testing some of them in the early stages, and the results were not great. But I think as they continue to get better, a lot of people are going to shift to that. A lot of people who think they want to just automate everything. And I think if 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 you've ever been in that stage when you are in your early stages of having an online business, there is this attraction to what can we automate and we end up over automating oh i can i can buy a bit of software that makes me a gazillion landing pages on the internet with a push of a button and you go you can that's true but why the hell do you want to do that what's it going to serve what's the point and i think similarly people go well i can have my email marketing taken care of by having this algorithm write it for me and you can you definitely can do that and it's getting it's getting less crap than it's ever been right The thing is that's going to happen, though, is in a world where algorithms are writing emails, the personality in your email is going to be the thing that's going to stand out. The things that are not blandly written by an algorithm, or even interestingly written by an algorithm, 
are gonna are gonna really pale in comparison to a human written email with your personality. When you get our emails, I know almost all of our listeners are on our email list, right? As you, as you should be, so see what we're doing and, and how we do it. Even if you never buy anything from us, like you should definitely model what we're doing. You'll see that people often say to us at events, like we've been speaking to a lot of events over the last few months, and we've got a lot more this year as well. People say, I can hear your voice in my head when I read your emails. It's because of a psychological thing that people do, which is when they read, which is called subvocalization. People read stuff and they hear voices in their head. Well, hey, they should get that taken care of. But they do hear your voice in their head. And of course, what nobody wants to hear is the voice of Siri or Google Assistant, whatever she's called, waffling on. I don't nobody want to, to be the voice of that bird at the airport. You know the one? You know the uh, that horrible... What's that? You know that voice that she goes... Um, the, the, Gate number A7 is closing now. Yeah, yeah. That, like, awful, awful um, robot um, yeah. voice. I definitely don't that's want an that. Import- that's an important thing. We did a whole episode back on, on writing emails with artificial intelligence, which you should go and check out. It's at emailmarketingheroes.com forward slash intelligence, and you'll hear kind of some of our tests of some of the software and things. And whilst, for sure, we cannot argue, like, we absolutely can't argue that that software is not going to improve. All of the AI, AI software, even if they stop developing it, is going to improve, because that's the point of AI. But they are developing yeah. it. It's going to get way better. But the one thing that we can't see it probably ever being able to do, but definitely not with in the next five years is being able to absolutely emulate your personality and the reason is not because it hasn't got the ability to but because the ability to train it in your personality can't happen but also things like we talk about telling stories all the time one of the most effective techniques in our whole email marketing philosophy is to base your emails around stories of interesting quirky things that have happened to you in the last 24 hours or interesting facts about you like the ones that we start well i can't say they're interesting but the ones we start these podcast episodes with you you can't train an ai to know that you like toast with marmite or peanut butter you can't you can train it to know individual things you can't train it to know everything that's going on and all of the interesting things you can't create a piece of software that's going to know all of that stuff until we get to the point where we can plug our computers into our brains and then i think the world's going to be a very different place and the other tricky bit is that these ais will will, will write an individual email but they're still struggling to connect emails into sequences which actually build a campaign right? I mean, that's going to get better. That part is definitely going to get better. But if you want to stand out in that inbox and have people really resonate with you and buy from you, then then having your personality and having handwritten emails is always going to do well. Another thing that's definitely going to happen because we've seen it year on year is the readership of email on mobile devices is going to continue to grow. Undoubtedly. The days of thinking, oh, people only read emails on desktop and they use their phones for social media, that, that's gone. Like, that's just not the case anymore. And readership, I mean, think about it. You're traveling, you're between different things, you're wandering down the thing. People are looking at emails at that point because they're all connected to their phones. So uh, make sure that we're aware that people are reading emails on their phone. And what does that mean? That means when they click a link on it, the page that they're going to also is going to be viewed on their phone, which means the shopping cart that they're going to buy is going to be on their phone. So we need to be really focusing on the mobile consumption of email because people are on the move. They're busier than ever, and you need to be treating your email like it's another social media channel, like it's another content channel because that's exactly what it is. I think we're also going to see the continuation of something else as well, which is people who had previously made email marketing a low priority or even a non-priority, making it their highest priority. It's it's something we've definitely noticed as people who teach email marketing. It's definitely something we've noticed in the last year or so. 
one of the, I think probably an unfair advantage that we had that we've probably taken for granted for a long time is that when we started doing marketing on the internet, like 18 years ago, email marketing was more or less all there was. I mean, I'll just Google it for a second while we're chatting. Um, let's find out. When was like MySpace founded? So MySpace was founded in 2003. So it was in its absolute infancy when we started doing what we're doing now. And obviously there were other platforms around a little bit like Bebo, I think, which is more or less only used by people in Scotland from what I understand. I think yeah, it was like I thought that pro- as well. I thought it was a Scottish thing. I'm not going to try and say Bebo in a Scottish accent because that'll be uh, offensive to the Scots. But anyway, that's the case. <laughs> and um, everybody so this- listening, to be honest, I'm, I'd be offended by that. So there's this weird um, thing going on where we had this unfair advantage where email was really all there was, right? If you wanted to get a list of people of some description, if you wanted to get an audience of people and put them somewhere, email was all there was. And then over time, we got Facebook and uh, Twitter and Instagram and all these other platforms, which are now possibilities. And unfortunately, what that did was it, I think it distracted people away from the fact that email marketing seemed like this complicated, difficult thing to do. Whereas Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, they seemed like the the short form content, pretty pictures department. It was dead easy to open something like Canva, throw out an Instagram post or go on Twitter and write at the time 140 characters. Anyone can do that is the way I think people felt about it, as opposed to this email marketing thing sounds really complicated and complex. I think as time's gone on, the shine is starting to wear off social media a little bit, again, for some of the reasons that we've already discussed. And actually, in the last 12 to 18 months, we've seen uh, this mammoth shift of people realizing, actually, email is important. I need to I need to make this work rather than it being something that I've just ignored for all the reasons we've talked about on a million episodes of this podcast, like you know trying to claim uh, access to your data and that kind of thing. You own, own the data. I think more and more people are going to continue to make that shift in the next 12 months, which is phenomenal for those people who choose to make it a priority and do it the right way yeah i mean the insights you can get from your own data just by doing reverse lookups on your data and stuff it is, is phenomenal and, and 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 they can really affect a lot of different things and and, and so sort of speaking of that i think one of the things that's we're going to be looking at happening in 2023 and beyond is the algorithms of individual inboxes so at the minute very much the where you end up being placed in someone's inbox whether it's the primary tab or the um tertiary tab <laughs> no whether it's going to be the um the the promotions tab or the spam folder even or or the socials tab that's currently sort of done like on a reputational level across everything right so in general you're going to you're going to get better placement in people's in people's inboxes if you're generally doing things right in 2023 and beyond i really feel like we're at a place where Gmail and others are going to be looking at this on an individual level. So each person's inbox is going to be ruled by the interaction and engagement they have with your emails. And it's going to be done more like a one-to-one. So while you might be getting primary placement in one person's inbox, you might never get primary placement in somebody else's as that algorithm continues to roll out uh, throughout this year and going forward. So I think we need to be making a much bigger deal and much and placing much more attention on deepening that relationship with our readers. And that needs that's going to be more important than ever. 
And that's great because that brings us back to all the stuff we talk about to do with, you know, building a list of people who want to hear from you and people who want to be on your list and people who want to be a part of your world, which when you focus on that and you just realize, hang on, I'm building a list of people who want to hang around. That means it solves all kinds of problems. You don't have to worry about unsubscribes anymore. You don't have to worry about having the biggest list in the world anymore. You don't have to worry about any of those things. You just have to, you don't have to worry about bombarding your list with emails either. You don't have to worry about being too much uh, in their inbox. You have to just focus on having a list of people who want to be there and if they want to be there then you can send as many emails as you want to within the confines of that relationship and everything is going to be good and that's a really powerful thing and i think uh, kind of finally for this episode businesses who don't jump on this shift towards email marketing and take this very seriously they're going to get really massively left behind in 2023 now of course we're going to say that this is the email marketing show we're emailmarketingheroes.com but it's true sales rely on email marketing i think um there are a few, there are a handful of unicorns who have the ability to build a massive list, a massive audience of people on social media and sell to them. But there's two things that you'll find those things, those people have in common. The first thing is uh, that there are not very many of them. Uh, the second thing is that, and most people who try and replicate their methods don't see anything like the same results. Um, the second thing about them is that they all also use email marketing. I don't think you'll find any of the social gurus in the world who are selling hundreds of thousands or thousands or millions of dollars worth of stuff on social media who are not also using email marketing. And I think if they teach social media, it's really easy to assume, well, that's because that's where they make all their sales. But actually, a lot of the time, if you look at where you buy from them, there's a very strong possibility that the where you're buying from them is actually largely by email and not by social. And of course, email and social work together to amplify the effects of each you know getting people to your social media and back to email and stuff but being 3d and being all over the place really really helps so i think it's interesting just how many people are going to realize that they're being left behind as we go into 2023 and they need to jump on this email thing and if you're ready to jump on this email thing, you're not already a member of our membership, The League, then head over to theleaguemembership.com where you get all of the resources, all the campaigns, all of the training that you need to really turn your email marketing into a machine, into an engine that produces sales for you day in, day out, whatever the heck you happen to be doing. Go check out all of the details at theleaguemembership.com and let's make email marketing the thing really working for you this year, 2023. Now it's time for this week's Subject Line of the Week. Subject Line of the Week. What have you got for us, Rob? This one is not a brilliant subject line, but I'm going to tell you why it's interesting and why it works. The subject line is the right way to make more money from every customer. Now, let's look at why you might think that's a good subject line. First of all, it's got a benefit in it, how to make more money from every customer. It's got intrigue and curiosity in it because it's the right way. So people, that instantly raises loads of questions. The right way, the wrong way, you know, what's the right way? What's the wrong way? Am I doing the right way? Am I doing the wrong way? Am I doing something completely different? Um, and that that when you raise so many questions in one go, that's a really powerful thing to do. By saying um, something is right or wrong, that, that makes people wonder what, what side of that they're on. However, why is it not a great subject line? Well, it's not a great subject line because we tend to avoid benefit-driven subject lines. But the reason why I think this worked so well is that it was one benefit-driven subject line in the middle of a sea of other subject lines. And so I think if you get into a too much of a routine with anything and your subscribers become too acclimatized to anything that you do, 
when you suddenly just for one day or two days just totally take a handbrake turn and do something totally different like a pattern interrupt that really grabs their attention and makes them sit up so normally our subject lines are a little bit abstract a little bit weird a little bit quirky or they've got a pun in them or they're just different so when you just do a very blanket here's the right way to make more money from every customer it's also a much longer subject line than we would typically recommend it just works so we just did everything opposite to what we'd normally do for just one or two emails and that that really gets the attention for those one or two emails and you can go back to normal that's this week's subject line of the week subject line of the week have you left a review of the email marketing show on your podcast player yet we love reading them out on the show i actually forgot to read one out at the beginning of this show sorry folks uh, don't tell me ma'am but i will uh, but i will promise next week i'll read out another review um but so please leave your reviews on your podcast player it'll take a couple of minutes and just let us know what you enjoy about the show it really helps us to reach more people with this awesome advice that we share for free every single week and if you haven't already make sure you hit subscribe on your podcast player we'll be back next week for another email marketing Wednesday on the email marketing show. Bye.